0: This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by ExpressVPN and by Manscaped. Well it's looking more and more like despite a few doomed lawsuits here or there, America's problems have finally been solved with the election of Joe Biden. Uh yeah, we did done. it. We yeah. did it. Except, oh yeah, wait, even in any other year that would be a stupid and short-sighted way of looking at things. But this year especially, America's problems have absolutely not yet been
1: solved in any way whatsoever. Did you see Zed's tweet? No. The the DJ producer, he was like, America has been patched. Racism, oh, he... 100% nerfed. Like, what? The Ace Watkins response <laughs> to that one was great, though. He's like, no, that's
0: uh, actually going to need to rebuild the game from the ground up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you might have forgotten about it with all that election stuff going on. But the thing about viruses is they keep on doing their thing regardless oh. of whether you believe in them or are paying attention to them. And COVID-19 is actually currently the worst it's ever been in this
1: country. And also, to be fair, it's not just us. It's the worst it's ever been in several countries throughout the world. And uh, if you're watching this on Friday instead of Thursday or on Saturday instead of Friday, chances are that statement is still correct. Yeah. It's like the, the
0: line in Office Space where he's like, every day is the worst day of my life. Yes, this is actually Uh, true for COVID.
1: Every day is the worst day of COVID-19. Yeah, just take a look at these daily numbers that NBC News tweeted out. On November 1st, we've got just under 77,000 new cases. And over the next 10 days, the numbers increase until we reach November 11th, just 10 days later, with over 148,000 new cases. That's almost double what the new cases were a little over a week earlier. And these numbers aren't evenly distributed throughout the country. Uh, The Midwest is currently dealing with the brunt of all of this. Yeah, it's apparently, it's the hospitals in the Midwest are
0: apparently going through what the hospitals in New York City were going through in April, which is to say uh, they are kind of being pushed to their limit right now. Remember those it's death bad. panels
1: people were fear yeah. about remember, eight years
0: ago? Remember those vans that were parked around New York City just filled with bodies because there wasn't enough room down at the morgue?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's bad. And then mm-hmm. today was 150,000. And uh, they're Thursday, literally yeah. doing death panels at, at some of these hospitals. That's what I'm saying. Like, like uh, uh, you, you, so I'm sorry, we have to get uh, someone that is going to have a, uh, live a life after yeah, this The, the here.
0: technical term is reverse triage, I think, which is like to mean that at a certain point, When your resources are spread thin, you have to choose to treat the cases that have the best chance of recovery. Yes. And for people who don't have the best chances of recovery, that just means,
1: sorry, we're going to let you die now. literally the worst reverse UNO card you could get. (laughs) Uh, Now, on the somewhat bright side of things, as we always have to mention nowadays, deaths aren't spiking up nearly as dramatically as new cases are. And that's thanks to doc- doctors who have a much better handle on how to treat the virus than they did back in March. But it's still not great. And if the numbers go up, there's a correlation yes. still. Uh, uh, about 1,000 deaths per day here in the U.S. Um, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's adding up to over 242,000 deaths Ooh. and about uh, 8,500 uh, 8, deaths per day worldwide. And that adds up to at least 1.2 million deaths. And yeah, as you can see from these graphs, in terms of worldwide daily COVID deaths, this actually is the highest it's been during the entire pandemic. So uh, I don't know what to say other than get inside and stay there. It's winter. What are you doing outside? Well, the weather is lovely here in Los Angeles right now, finally. It's pretty nice. Yes. But,
0: you know, some parts of the world are actually doing just fine.
1: No, 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 Elliot, that Uh, can't be.
0: (laughs) It's impossible. We've tried nothing and nothing happened. No, countries like New Zealand and Vietnam and more recently, pleasantly, surprisingly, uh, Australia. Despite their weirdo government as well. Yeah, Australia with that dumbass in charge who we made fun of a bunch in the beginning of the year when all those fires were going on. Even Australia, countries like this, have managed to almost entirely defeat the spread of COVID-19 by... mm, Listening to scientists and doing stuff like mandatory quarantines and detailed contact tracing and actual lockdowns and, you know, the bare minimum, <laughs> making people wear fucking masks. Yes.
1: Things that we can pretty safely say at this point will never, ever fly here in the United States of America. You see the new Costco thing? No. They're like, uh, if you go to Costco now and you say that you're medically exempt from wearing a mask, they just hand you a face shield. I'm like, well, here you go. God damn it. Now you have to look even stupider. I I was I was pretty happy... I. I don't
0: stand companies, but Costco is maybe my favorite large American company. And I was pretty happy with how they were
1: just being complete dicks to the anti-maskers. Well, no, they, you can't go in there without a mask. And if you, if you literally show a doctor's note that says that you can't have a mask, they still force you to wear a face shield. Yeah, that's not it. So enough. it's, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah.
0: Why is it happening here in America? Well, for one thing, our current national leadership has been so incompetent about the whole thing, even on a personal level that there was recently a third White House coronavirus outbreak. In case you can't recall, first there was the Rose Garden Party. A bunch of people got sick there, including our president, probably. Uh, Then there was another little outbreak among Mike Pence's staff. A bunch of them got sick. And there's currently a third outbreak stemming from an election night party at the White House, during which almost no one wore a mask. And the chief of staff, Mark Meadows, was apparently just shedding all over
1: everyone else so stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. bunch of them are sick. Ben Carson, sick. Uh, Corey Uh, Lewandowski. Corey Lewandowski, sick. Who's been in Pennsylvania, like, fighting the the whole election thing. Yeah, bunch of them are sick. Uh, Now, in addition to the president and those close to him not taking the virus seriously, even when it directly affects them, Americans in general have also proven ourselves incapable of making even the most basic sacrifices to stop the virus. But, hey, that vaccine's coming any day now, right? Things are looking up. Uh, Time to go... uh, Eat a buffet. Yeah. I don't care. Don't worry, vaccine's coming. Sneeze in my mouth, Mm -hmm. stranger. Uh, Well, yeah, actually, the idea that a a vaccine would be ready to distribute right before Election Day was always, I mean, a pipe dream. But it's looking like we're not far off from an actual COVID-19 vaccine being ready to go. Several vaccines, like the one that Pfizer has been working on, are reportedly at a stage in development where they're effective enough to... Uh, deploy, and they're safe enough to deploy. And it looks like we can expect that to happen possibly before the end of the year. So don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. Thank you, Donald Trump. No. No. <laughs> no. He they, they had nothing to do they, with Operation Warp Speed. Well, God, the argument going on
0: there is so petty. For, they didn't take any funding for the development. Uh-huh. They worked out a deal in advance for... Uh, distribution, mm-hmm. if and when that happens. And that was technically part of Warp Speed. But it's, yes, this whole semantics argument where the U.S. government's being like, you're welcome, everyone. There's our vaccine. And Pfizer's like, you guys had nothing to do with it. Like, we worked out a preliminary deal for, like,
1: if yeah. and when it's done. Yeah, but they still want to take credit for it. Right. Obviously. Anyway, Yeah. just because a vaccine might... Oh, mean the Biden vaccine? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> just because
0: whoever's vaccine, the, the Harris vaccine, might be ready wow. in two months or whatever, it does not mean that you... Specifically, we'll be getting vaccine two months from now. And most, you probably won't be. No. The general plan is to get the vaccine to those who are most at risk, who are so elderly people, healthcare workers, and people whose existing health problems are serious COVID comorbidities. And that's the general plan because actually distributing a vaccine in this country involves just layer upon layer of government bureaucracy on top of the equally complicated U.S. healthcare industry. That uh, vaccine will be
1: $25,000, That sir. vaccine's
0: going down this, this, this just crazy loop, like, yeah. where you drop the marble and it's just bouncing around. Yeah. It's going to be different from state to state and city mm-hmm. to city. And uh, according to a report this week in ProPublica, the specifics of the Pfizer vaccine add even more headache to everything else because of how delicate the vaccine itself is. It needs to be stored at around minus 70 degrees Celsius, which... Uh, That's going to make distributing it to small populations far from cities very complicated because they they come in these giant crates of a thousand doses. And if you need to get just like a dozen of those doses out to like buttfuck nowhere, there's currently no system in place to safely do that. If this thing gets too warm, it's a dud.
1: Well, screw and that. also, you I need... am not driving my truck into one of those liberal hellholes yeah. to get this vaccine so they're going to give me and my kids autism. And you have to get it twice. You have to get a booster shot like 28 days
0: after the first one. So getting this to remote areas is going to be a fucking nightmare. And that's on
1: top of getting it to just populated areas. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be months, okay? Like I've been saying, it's going to be a while. We could have probably not been through this, but been through this a lot better than... Uh, you know, where we're at now, but oh well, right? Oh well, what are you going to do? Everyone just had to go eat this summer outside with their Mm -hmm. friends or inside in some states. Yeah. Or like nothing's changed in a lot of states. Yeah. Governments and hospital systems have some time left to figure this all out, but it's probably safe to assume based on everything else up till now that the initial rollout of this vaccine is just going to be a shit show, especially if there's multiple vaccines that work differently and need to be stored differently. And for most people, it will still probably be a long time before you're vaccinated. The vaccine is going to be just around the corner for your average person, even once the vaccine is out there. So it's easy to see Americans just giving up on being vigilant. Uh, don't worry. There's yeah. a cure out there hey, somewhere. Hey, hey, the vaccine's out there. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's kiss on the mouth. Everyone around me probably got it. So I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci has a brighter view of humanity, though. Somehow. <laughs> Don't know how. Bless this man. Uh, At a web conference this week, he was asked whether he thought the existence of a vaccine would make people complacent, and he responded as follows. I think the opposite. I really do. The cavalry's coming, but don't
0: put your weapons down. You better keep fighting because they are not here yet. Help is on the way, but it isn't here yet. So to me, that is more of an incentive of please don't give up, don't despair, the end is in sight, as opposed to, hey, we are good to go. Don't worry about anything. We are not good to go. We have got to continue to double down on public health measures. So optimistic. And I, I'm sorry.
1: I'm jealous I just, of the optimism. I don't
0: buy it, sir. It's, it's incredible yeah. this man still has any faith in the American people. But uh, yeah, no, fine, whatever. I, I I'm calling it. We're calling it right now. As soon as this vaccine drops, cases are going to skyrocket because people are going to be like, whoa, it's it's cured, whatever. Everyone else has got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, also during that same conference, Fauci said something a lot less optimistic. He said, I doubt we are going to eradicate this. I think we need to plan that this is something we may need to maintain control over chronically. It may be something that becomes endemic that we just have to be careful about.
1: Also, you got to think about the probably 40 to 50% of the population who's not going to want to get this ever. Uh-uh, I don't want that Keep that autism away from me optimism and autism yeah uh so while we're likely nearing the beginning of the end of covid 19 uh actually eradicating it will take a while and it may never truly go away even with vaccination immunity will only last a few months so that's gonna what that's gonna look like in terms of reopening the parts of the economy that have been worse affected by this like live sports and live music uh I don't know, but Ticketmaster seems to have a plan. Let's see what Ticketmaster's up to in uh, figuring out how to get back to work. This is according to Billboard. Quote, here's how it would work. If approved, after purchasing a ticket for a concert, fans would need to verify that they have already been vaccinated, which would provide approximately one year of COVID-19 protection, or test negative for coronavirus approximately 24 to 72 hours prior to the concert. The length of coverage a test would provide would be governed by regional health authorities. If attendees of a Friday night concert had to be tested 48 hours in advance, most could start the testing process the day before the event. If it was a 24-hour window, most people would likely be tested the same day of the event at a lab or a health clinic. This sounds like a lot of fun whenever you're planning a a nice night out. Yeah. Uh, it's like the same sort of
0: shit that happens if you're about to film a porno. Yes, in California,-huh. Uh,
1: <laughs> everyone just needs to wear body condoms.
0: Yeah., uh, it continues. Once the test was complete, the fan would instruct the lab to deliver the results to their health pass company, like Clear or IBM. If the tests were negative or the fan was vaccinated, the health pass company would verify the attendees' COVID-19 status to Ticketmaster, which would then issue the fan the credentials needed to access the event. If a fan tested positive or didn't take a test to verify their status, they would not be granted access to the event. There are still many details to work out, but the goal of the program is for fans to take care of vaccines and testing prior to the concert and not show up hoping to be tested on site. So I mean, like, that sucks. And it sounds very, like, dystopian and just, like, whatever. But if we're going to bring back crowded events, some sort of centralized COVID pass system is going to be necessary
1: for a while
0: to ensure that things don't immediately get out of hand again.
1: I probably won't be going to any concerts anytime soon. This is not something I'm going to be beta testing at all. I'm going to see how this goes. Because,
0: yeah, I don't know. It's just not worth it enough yet. But if it works, that would
1: be great. Uh, Yeah, you get your COVID. Like, the vaccine thing, I think, is a bit more fine. Like, you scan it into your app or something. It's just, there's something just completely unsettling about Live Nation and Ticketmaster having access to my health records. Well, they'd still be... They'd work in conjunction with like clear or something like that. Yeah, it That's would be this pretty, clear, yeah.
0: and they they they're bound by uh, HIPAA laws and stuff like that. So yeah, they and they were very clear about their like, look, all we'd be getting was like the yes or the no from these other companies that we're partnering yeah. with. We will not see your health data. But uh I don't know, they, the whole thing, it's just it's just god. Everything's it, gonna be
1: such a fucking hassle for such a long yeah. time. I <laughs> think they, like, they should do this for like electric daisy carnival, but it's like your STD results. And you're like, you have been <laughs> cleared. To just get in there yeah. and let the world take you by the penis or the Congratulations, boobs. buddy. You can do it raw. Yeah. Just ha- have a great time. Yeah. Welcome to EDC Las Vegas. Have a wonderful time. Yeah. I mean, or this, Burning Man. This is all great. I still all like, the, fuckfests.
0: I still like the, the rave suit that we talked about a few months back. Yeah. Where you're just in this me. personal bubble and there's like a little straw built in to like sip on your cocktails or vape. Yeah.
1: I liked that. I hope we can still try that one out someday it's been the past 10 days have been pretty rough uh, aside from like the election, but then seeing these numbers spike and realizing that like, it's just not ending anytime soon. Again, it's like once a quarter, like it's like, it's like the, it's like a financial report in my brain, except it's an emotional report where it's like, now this quarter was a loss as well. And so will be the next one, Mm -hmm. sir. There's no coming out of the red. Listen, I've got a feeling we're going to turn a profit any quarter now. Stay with us. It's, man, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, speaking about how we as a country kind of forgot about COVID there for a bit while the election was going on, it seems like in the midst of the election, our outgoing one-term president kind of forgot about TikTok and how he'd been trying to shut it all down. Ooh. Yeah. This Verge headline sums it up pretty clearly. TikTok says the Trump administration has forgotten about trying to ban it. Would like to know what's up. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Remember us? You lost, so you don't care anymore? Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, November 12th, the day that we are filming this episode, that was the big deadline for TikTok to officially sell off its U.S. assets to avoid being completely shut down in the U.S., A deal to sell part of TikTok's U.S. business to Oracle and Walmart has been in the works since September, and Trump seemed to approve of it, but that deal's not complete. So so what happens now? He seems pretty preoccupied, so I don't think this is high on the list. TikTok. Oh, fuck. Uh, In a statement earlier
0: this week, TikTok said, quote... For a year, TikTok has actively engaged with the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States in good faith to address its national security concerns, even as we disagree with its assessment. In the nearly two months since the president gave his preliminary approval to our proposal to satisfy those concerns, we have offered detailed solutions to finalize that agreement, but have received no substantive feedback on our extensive data privacy and security framework. And uh, according to sources that CNBC spoke to, it's been weeks since TikTok and the Trump administration have had any communication at
1: all. They've, of course they have been ghosted. Yeah, of course. It was all for show. Yeah. Yeah. Like with almost everything he does. Like the current election results. Like that Hunter Biden laptop that uh, suddenly was no longer a thing like the day after the election. That's one of those things in this entire election scope that I will never forget is it made Hunter Biden look kind of cool in, in the pictures at least. Yeah. And they used Joe Biden unconditionally loving his son despite his faults as a negative character characteristic. Yeah. Uh, like, insane. Anyways. Can't, can't believe have, these people lost. Back to TikTok. Uh, <laughs> it would appear that according to the Wall Street Journal, the U.S. Commerce Department decided at the last minute that they're just not going to bother <laughs> enforcing the deadline. Oh, yeah, that. Uh... We got. Yeah, hey, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. For now, at least. Uh, they say they're going to still try to ban TikTok at some point, but it's clear that the Trump administration's heart just isn't in the fight anymore. They What's got, the point? They got a coup they're working on. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty clear that until the next administration assumes office in January and makes its stance on this whole TikTok thing official, the current administration is just going to keep kicking the can on it. And uh, it does appear as though the Biden... Uh, uh, Harris a presidential, what the, the their fucking shit is uh, looking to go pretty hard on tech companies. Yeah, so it's just
0: they'll probably do it in a way that's uh, the administration makes, makes I mean. sense. Yeah, like this this whole this whole Trump TikTok and WeChat thing, it was yeah. just it was never thought up in a way that was designed to work. It was always just this thing where like, oh, we're banning TikTok, but then everybody involves like, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. know. You'll find (laughs) out. You'll find out. Just like our healthcare plan. On November 12th, you're going (laughs) to fucking find out. You're going to find out. Oh, shit. That's today? Okay. Well, look. We're coming for you. Yeah. But, uh... Not not today. Yeah. Not today. You got a little stay of execution, but we're coming for you. All these apps better watch Keep out. Sleep with
1: one eye open, TikTok. The, uh, every tech company and app better watch out because it's been rumored for weeks now that Meg Whitman's going to join this administration. Oh, God. And she's going to have a vendetta against every successful app all on the marketplace. Apps, all these apps that are still in business. I'm going to quibby every single fucking one of you. Scorched earth, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways,
0: before we get to more news, It's time now for a sponsor break. This episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Mm -hmm. We talk on the show a lot about how social media companies literally only want one thing, and it's disgusting, your personal data. And if you've been watching a lot of Netflix lately, you may have seen a documentary called The Social Dilemma, which features tech insiders explaining how social media is engineered to exploit users' data for profit in what they call surveillance capitalism. Say what you will about the normal capitalism that we (laughs) live under, but at least you're a willing participant in the transaction at least most of the time, like when you go to the store and exchange money for food and whatnot. When it's your data being harvested so tech billionaire ghouls like Zuckerberg can get even more obscenely rich, that's where we gotta draw the line,
1: folks. Thankfully, with ExpressVPN, We've got a layer of protection around our data. Every time you use the internet, big tech companies mine your data by tracking your searches, your messages, and your video history. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, it hides your IP address, which websites use to personally identify you. That makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. You still need to be careful with what you share on social media, especially if you're Dean Browning or Dan Purdy. But uh, ExpressVPN can make your web browsing more anonymous. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and prying eyes. Many VPNs, they slow down your internet, but not ExpressVPN. It's incredibly fast. It's very easy to use. You just tap one button so that you're protected. So if you don't like the idea of tech companies exploiting your personal information, then visit expressvpn.com slash newsday Right now, and you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That expressvpncom slash newsday to protect your data. Go to expressvpn.com slash newsday to learn more. And this episode is sponsored by Manscaped, Mm -hmm. the best in men's below-the-belt
0: grooming. Buzz buzz. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, It's that time of year. Ding dong. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. Talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawn North 3.0 has proprietary skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't cut your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Mm -hmm. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes
1: for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Yeah, don't use the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Dude. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes uh, the Crop Preserver. That's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I mean, you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why don't you put it on the smelliest part of your body? Yeah, your balls stink. But speaking of sweaty, stinky balls, the Perfect Package also comes with the Crop Reviver Spray, which along with the Crop Preserver will keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. Everyone always has that awkward tug they gotta do sometimes. (laughs) Look, these products, they smell great. Uh, Their manly scent is attractive, and they will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. Uh, The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. So it's time to upgrade those old, overused boxers to Manscaped High-performance anti-chafing boxers. What are you doing?
0: Tis the season to manscape, So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and all of your friends. The best <laughs> gift of all. Here you go, guys. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Yeah. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash Your balls will thank you. Again, that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash
1: tech newsday. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. I'm going to put my nuts out on a plate for Santa to chew Have on. Have you been a good boy? Please send us a video of you gifting your father this product. (laughs) Here you go, Dad. Good luck out there with the ladies. Uh, Anyways, back to the news now. Uh, We haven't checked in on Google Stadia for a while, and neither has anyone else. Yeah. Uh, Let's see how that whole thing's going. Okay, yeah, so earlier this week, Google was just straight up giving away Stadia kits for free to anyone who'd been a YouTube Premium subscriber for more than a week. Specifically, they were giving away the Stadia Premiere Edition bundle, which normally costs $100 and comes with the Stadia controller and a Chromecast Ultra. Uh, <laughs> that's generally not a sign of a product <laughs> doing very well. But on the other hand, the promotion ended after about a day, with Google saying that they'd run out of stock for the promotion. Okay. So, uh, yeah, at least a few people saw this as an opportunity to... At least look into using Stadia, or they just wanted last year's model of Chromecast. Yeah, it's a good product. That's why I think they're giving it away. They're like, oh, I forgot we put out new models of the Chromecast every year. Well, and also the new Chromecast, which
0: I own and I fucking love. Yeah. Uh, still not compatible with Stadia. Won't be for like another two months. It's other other than that, it's great. It's like uh it's basically a Google version of Roku. It's got all my apps there, you got voice yeah. search. It's awesome, but you can't use Stadia with it. But that's you what need the old so, one. Yeah.
1: They're they're cleaning out the warehouse, as it were. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, uh, I mean, they've got, like, around 170 games at this point. But it's, you know, you have to pay full price for all of them. And uh, I don't know. I feel like Microsoft's offerings on...
1: Uh, remote, Game Pass? Yeah. All, like, they're just so much better. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, sucks to suck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Google...
0: Uh, There was a pretty huge YouTube outage on Wednesday this week, with pretty much the entire service going down worldwide for nearly two hours. Uh, You could still go to YouTube.com or open the app, but trying to play videos just got you the spinning wheel. You could also upload. Yeah, Uh, I did it.
1: It was strange, yeah, but it worked. Uh,
0: Yeah, it was the biggest YouTube outage that we can remember, and they have not provided any info on exactly why it happened, Uh, but
1: it's back. Obviously. I uh, hope you found something productive to do for those two hours. Cranking that hog. Um, but yeah, people were freaking out. Oh wait, it's known at November. But don't tell Matt Gates that. Humana, humana. Did you see his tweet? No. no. Oh, he's, he's in love with Tiffany Trump. She posted a picture. It's a very odd picture, by the way. Yeah. Of her just standing in some drapes in what I assume is the White House. Uh-huh. Uh, and she looks like a porcelain doll. Like uh, there's some filters going on. Uh, no bone structure or anything on the face—that mm-hmm. kind of Instagram yeah. reality shit. And uh, Matt Gates just like posting like fire emoji, heart emoji, sweat emoji, uh, and uh, yeah, he is he is horny on me. Bonk. Gave him the bonk. Uh, but then today <laughs> he was like breaking. Me and Tiffany are now friends, and it's like him and her. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is like a inconsequential shit going on that I actually enjoy watching because this is going to be a huge train wreck. I hope they get married. I do, too. His son needs a mother. (laughs) My Cuban son. My adult Cuban son. Forgot about his adult son. Yeah. Anyways, in
0: other YouTube news, after an entire decade of releasing an annual YouTube Rewind video, that's not happening this year. In a statement, YouTube said, quote, Since 2010, we've ended the year with Rewind, a look back at the year's most impactful creators, videos, and trends. Whether you love it or only remember 2018, (laughs) Rewind was always meant to be a celebration of you. But 2020 has been different, and it doesn't feel right to carry on as if it weren't. So we're taking a break from Rewind this year. We know that so much of the good that did happen in 2020 was created by all of you. You've found ways to lift people up, help them cope, and make them laugh. You made a hard year genuinely better. Thank you for making a difference. You're welcome,
1: YouTube. You're welcome. Yeah, no, you're seriously welcome. Also, like, I mean <laughs> I I have no idea what goes on on this platform anymore but I I assume that a lot of like their new up and coming brand safe whatever creators that they usually highlight just exist on TikTok. Yeah. And like their vi- the- YouTube is like a dumping ground for like their TikTok extended stuff.
0: Yeah. And like yeah, most gaming has kind of moved more and more Twitch. to
1: Twitch. Yeah. yeah, I
0: don't know. It is funny they referenced the 2018 one. I went back and that's the one with Will Smith, Yeah, right? the one with Will Smith that, like, just absolute train wreck. It didn't even feature, like, I don't know. It was bad. People hated it. But also, people hate every year. I don't know why they kept doing this and, like, putting money into it. The one last year was literally just like, all right, based on our metrics, these are the top ten videos in the gaming. All right. Uh, PewDiePie says the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite music video was this. So, um, yeah, um, whatever. Uh, it's it, This is a great year for all of the... Uh, cuz like the best youtube
1: rewinds were the unauthorized ones. Yeah. The people making their I mean, own cutie pie made one. Yeah. To, yeah, to to combat it. Yeah. But uh there you go. Uh no wah, no youtube rewinds. The only youtube rewind I need is just uh uh you know a super cut of all the times
0: we got demonetized for talking about coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every like, single video. Uh, you were talking about a mass casualty event without uh, checking the correct box, sir. You wanna
1: hear something fucked up that happened on our channel yeah. behind the scenes? You wanna hear something fucked up that happened on our channel behind the scenes? As we've said before, there's this rating system where if you rate your videos correctly, you get a better score. Yeah. You don't look at them as much. We've been, we obviously accurately rate our videos yeah. every single time. Not trying to get one past them. There was a video recently where we rated it, I guess, uh, too aggressively. Wait. Like that it would like it was like dealing with a sensitive topic or something yeah. like that. And the person was like, no, it was fine. And reverted the rating back to like uh, completely safe and dinged us on our trust rating for d- judging ourselves too hard. Wait, really? Yeah. Because that's like I
0: always just check the like serious topics thing because I'm like, yeah, we're talking yeah. about serious topics like yeah. just to be
1: safe. Like, this isn't kid's yeah, I think content. it was because I put, like, it, I, I can't remember what video it was, but I put, like, shocking content because of some reason. Like, I was like, someone is going to find this shocking. It might yeah. have been, like, a Trump thing or whatever. And they were like, nope. And then our rating went down. <laughs> like, what? We did better than you asked, and you it, dinged us. Yeah. You can't be underzealous, and you can't be overzealous. It, uh, you got to love it. Perfectly balanced, like yeah. all things <laughs> should be. Oh, uh, God. Anyways, in food news... Uh, The plant-based meat business got a huge shakeup this week when McDonald's announced the McPlant, a terrible name. (laughs) Terrible, (laughs) terrible name. So bad. And that's its own in-house plant-based meat patty. Uh, For the last few years, Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods have been partnering with various fast food and restaurant chains to provide protein options that taste like meat, but aren't actually meat. But now America's most ubiquitous burger chain has cut out the middleman and will be offering its own plant-based patty starting next year. Thank you beyond and impossible for all the free market research into whether people would actually want to eat this stuff we'll take it from here also this was very so the <laughs> McDonald's big Mac specifically like the you could pass off the fake meat really yeah big.
0: McDonald's like that that it's like the lowest grade meat it's not yeah you could put anything in there mm-hmm. but yeah this whole thing was funny because uh, beyond meat was not announced as part of this their their stock just took a complete shit. Cause on top of this being announced and their earnings report came out, Beyond Me, like I bought one share of Beyond at like literally the historic peak of the stock, and it's just been a constant disappointment. They 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 managed Because you bought it. They managed to climb all the way back up to like the price I bought it at. And then this news and their earnings came, they dropped by like like 20% in one day. But then it came out like afterwards, they're like, hey, by the way, we're we're helping McDonald's with the McPlant. People are like, oh, well, why didn't anyone say that? They're like,
1: I don't know. But we're doing it. Good for them.
0: Anyways, yeah, plant-based meat. It's here to stay, folks. Yeah. Anyways, finally, uh, it's been about eight years since the concept of the Hyperloop was first brought up by Elon Musk. And a few days ago, Virgin's Hyperloop concept completed its first ever human passenger test. Two Virgin Hyperloop executives were shot through a 500-meter tunnel at speeds reaching 160 kilometers per hour. Um, Yeah, pretty cool stuff for a short little test, especially considering that a full-size Hyperloop on an actual long-distance track could theoretically get up to like 470 kilometers per hour and allow for trips like
1: LA to San Francisco in just like a half an hour. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. A plane takes just as long. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's not like everyone's like, oh, well... You gotta go to the airport and go through security and all that stuff. And it's like, do you think for a fucking second that after this Hyperloop's open for more than a day, that the goddamn TSA is not gonna come in and be like, whoa, 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 looks like you got a form of transportation here. Yeah. Yeah. Time to get some blue shirts on this thing. Mm hmm. On the other hand, uh, this quote tweet sums it all up. That's cool. China has had a maglev train series that runs 265 miles per hour, and the Japanese Shinkansen is testing a train that runs well over 300 miles per hour. They can also carry way more than two people because they are trains. <laughs> uh, which is true. Yeah. I've ridden the Japanese one. It's amazing. Yeah. Took it from Tokyo to Kyoto. But wonderful. What if we just invented something completely new? Yeah. Instead
0: of using this tested and and this, this thoroughly tested
1: technology that's been around for 50 years. And efficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if we just pointlessly invented something completely? It's new. like when Elon Musk was like, yes, Las Vegas, I'll dig your tunnel, and we won't put a subway in it. We'll put a bunch of buses that are tied together like a train.
0: Yeah, that, that <laughs> whole thing, I'm not super up to down on it, the last I checked, it was basically turning into, like, an amusement park ride underneath the convention center with, like, very little actual purpose. It's like, oh, if you want to get from one end of the convention center to the other without walking, uh... You can sit in a Tesla and it'll do it for you in this cool tunnel underneath. But it's just like, it's, it's a novelty. People are going to do it, get their picture taken in it, but it's not like a real fucking thing.
1: I haven't heard from Musk in a while, although, but I unfollowed uh, There was him. a great
0: Vanity Fair article about him this week. Where uh, It was all about how he's uh, just an egomaniacal uh, jerk, but it's, but it's been working out for him great uh, in terms of like... I just imagine he's like at
1: at home, just like telling people at gunpoint to get into his tiny kid submarine and try it out. Yeah. But who knows? Uh, Here's here's another meme. The Virgin Hyperloop. (laughs) So good. Expensive wet dream from California tech bros. Carries 20 passengers. All bourgeoisie. Current model only goes 100 miles an hour. Depends on hundreds of miles of vacuum sealed tubes that haven't even been built on a large scale yet. The Chad Shinkansen. (laughs) Has reliably traveled at speeds of over 280 miles per hour since 1964. People's transit mode, made for working class and travelers, carries thousands of passengers hourly with schedules accurate to the second. It is so efficient. Yeah.
0: It is incredible. We should have something like that. Yeah. The technology's out. Like it is, America hates trains. They do. And, and it no, makes no, me they, so sad. They
1: love big steam locomotives. Yeah. Like, because like, they're
0: loud. Shitty cargo spray trains. smoke. That are 100 years old. Like, a fucking, like, Amtrak. It's just so sad. Every time I go on the Amtrak, I'm like... Feels like you're in the 70s. Yeah, and, like, to their credit, Amtrak tries their best. With, they're, like, they're doing their <laughs> best. They're trying yeah. their best with what they have. But it's just, like, if you've been anywhere else that has a actual, like, intercity train system... Ours is just so fucking shitty. It's like some third world shit. It yeah, it fucking sucks.
1: Yeah, the subway in LA is—it's uh, definitely something. I I had to take it for many years. LA subway is fine, but you have to live in specific. You have to have very specific
0: transportation needs. You have to live in very specific places and work in very specific places. And I've ridden it like get off once. It and take
1: the bus from yeah. wherever you're at. I don't or, live near a stop, so I've like have never had any reason to take it. Yeah, the only thing I would like would do nowadays well not nowadays but in the before times because i would like take it downtown and then get an uber yeah. so i'd save the like twenty dollars taking the uber from you know up here mm-hmm. in the valley to there but uh yeah every time i got on there it was just like i wonder what's gonna happen today we can't even get a fucking
0: high-speed train from la to san francisco or la to las vegas like two of the most traveled My favorite part about in the fucking country, you can't get a fucking train. You got to drive
1: seven hours in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Yeah. Say what we want about uh, Los Angeles, but uh, our creativity and lack of execution knows no bounds. Because the current plan, uh, uh, speaking of the shirt I'm wearing, go go champs. uh, The the current plan is they're building like a uh, a monorail or or like a, a, a hanging system. What what the fuck am I thinking of? Like you like you would take to go skiing. Oh, yeah, like a chairlift? Yeah, one of those big ones uh, that goes up to, like, the the one in Palm Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. From downtown to Dodger Stadium. Like, what are you doing? What are we all doing here? Yeah. Let's just bring back
0: dirigibles. There isn't even a L.A. metro stop at the fucking airport. Yeah. You have to get off an hour away from LAX and get on a fucking bus for the last mile. I think they're fixing that for the Olympics, supposedly, but it's going to cost, like, $100 $100 billion. Somehow. Yeah, and they're not
1: gonna have it done in time. They're be like,
0: well, the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways,
1: yeah. if you live in a place with good trains, good for you. I appreciate what you have. If you live in a place with good trains, you probably have uh, universal health care too. So quit yeah. rubbing in her face. And you probably don't understand
0: why anyone gives a shit about this Hyperloop thing, because your transportation, well, we needs already are met. <laughs>
1: yeah. Why the fuck would I want this stupid tube? It's like when I went to Gamescom and I was like, eh, yeah, I'll go to Amsterdam. It's only a two hour train ride. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so my God. Well, uh, God, we suck. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. You got to, that was a little mini podcast at the end yeah. there about LA life. Anyways, uh, check out our episode from yesterday. You have to see the saga of David, uh, what is his name? Dan Purdy. Dan Purdy, the fake and gay black man. Or is he? Check out that and yeah. watch Weekly Weird News, and we'll see you soon for some news dump and some other stuff. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.